everyone. Welcome back to the Seasons of Womanhood. Um, today, I'm going to be starting my chit chat series and I have a guest here that I'm so happy that she had the time to do this with me. So we have Mrs. Shanice Anderson. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining today. Um, before I begin, I just wanted to give a, a brief introduction of who you are and what you do. So basically, Shanice and I have been friends for about 15 years now. We went to high school together. Um, she's currently a civil litigator in the state of Massachusetts, also has her own business. She's the CEO and principal of Anderson Realty Company. Um, it's a family-owned boutique real estate brokerage, also a real estate investor in the state of Massachusetts in New York, as well as a wife and a mom of a toddler. Like you're doing it all, girlfriend. So how do you do this? <laughs> so honestly, I am very busy. And um, just there are two things that kind of keep me grounded um, with managing all my different roles um, and my different businesses and, you know, my full-time um, job. And two of those things I'll share with you is one is I keep a very tight schedule. Um, like I know how I, I'm optimistic, but I kind of have a blueprint of how my day should go, especially with the toddler. You kind of just have to have some type of schedule. Okay. Mm -hmm. He's going to nap at this time. I'm going to schedule a meeting at this time. And especially with us working from home now, it's so important for us to have a schedule. Otherwise, honestly, I just won't get anything done because, you know, I'd be running around in circles trying to figure out, okay, what to do next, especially, you know, wearing so many different hats. Mm -hmm. um, in addition to having a schedule, I have a to-do list that I keep on my phone. I just create one. Um, I've kind of been reusing the same one for the past couple of years um, in my in my notes on my iPhone. And every time a new, um, you know, item comes on my list or someone texts me or calls me like, hey, I need you to do this for me or look into this for me, I kind of just add it to my to-do list. And as I complete them, I'll remove them. But as new ones come up, I kind of just add them to the list. Okay, I see. So, you know, this all comes back to what I wanted to start to talk about, which was more so marriage and parenting, like balancing, like what you do and when it comes to marriage and parenting. How do you prioritize? I know you have a, a to-do list, but do you ever feel overwhelmed? Girl, <laughs> every day. I think like, Honestly, I don't remember what my life was like before motherhood. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think that like when I, before, you know, I had Amari, um, I was able to kind of manage my time well. I was kind of able to make time for my husband, but also making time for myself. Mm -hmm. But now throwing in a toddler in there, it, it seems like I've never kind of gotten back that time. So it's like, I can't go back to how life used to be. I now just have to figure out how to to move forward with this new like you know with this new human being in our mm -hmm. lives kind of mm -hmm. and yeah I, I i feel guilty sometimes i feel like especially with working from home sometimes i feel like i'm not spending enough time with him sometimes i'm not giving him enough i feel like i'm not giving him enough attention mm -hmm. or i'm not doing enough when it comes to teaching him um you know having a curriculum and then even times like for example like if i want to go run an errand or if I want to go get my nails done, like I feel guilty. And I think that that was something that 
really haunted me in the very beginning when I first gave birth to him. Like, I felt like I didn't deserve to go out because like there was this human being who needed me and he couldn't survive without me. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if he was with his father. Like yeah, I felt yeah. like he needed me. Mm-hmm. And as he's getting more, you know, as he's getting older, he's, you know, becoming more independent. But at the same time, like if I'm out, I'm, I'm still thinking of him. And I'm thinking about like, you know, should I be gone for two hours? Like, is that too much time? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's every day, like you still kind of have that mom guilt, but then you still have to make sure that, you know, you, you, you're taking time out for yourself, but and not even just for yourself. Now I still have a husband that I have to cater to on right. top of that. So yeah. um, usually um, husband and wife time is usually after Amari goes to sleep. Uh, we try to keep, get him in bed by like 7.30. So like anytime after that, it's kind of like where we kind of like, you know, catch up, watch movies together, spend time, spend time with each other. Um, and that, during the day, it's just kind of so difficult. It's just too hard to do that. And, you know, it's interesting that you're saying this. And I think like all moms, you know, go through this and right. have difficulty because I also experience the same thing, trying to find time and having that whole mom guilt thing. But you're doing a great job. And as you said, it's just just going through the process and doing the best that you can do. So that's all you can do. Um, Another question that I wanted to ask when it comes to marriage, actually, because I know you guys have a company together. So how is it working? I know, so having that company, you're working with your husband. So how is it actually having a business with your husband? And then when it comes to the other aspects of of your life that you do, being a lawyer, um, you know, being a Black woman of impact. And now I know you were saying you had a new position that you're going to be a professor in your law school. Right. How, how does that all work? I think I'm still learning <laughs> how to manage it, especially with me now taking on this new role. Like, it's funny that you asked because my husband said to me the other day after we found out that I um, got this position, he was just like, do you think you can add basically another thing to your plate? Mm-hmm. And like, in, in, uh, instinctively, I, I said, yes, like, yeah. innately, like, of course, like I'm Shanice, I, I can do it. I can do yeah. it all. Like, you uh-huh. know, like there's never too much um, when it comes to, comes to me and, um, and and I just don't know yet how that will work in the midst of everything else that's going on. I kind of, I kind of just make it work. Right. I just figure it out. Um, it's like, so a lot of people say, well, how do you do it? It's just like, I have no other choice, but to do it. Mm -hmm. Like failure is just not an option or yes. I understand some people are like, oh, you have to say no, but like, honestly, I love doing all that I do. Like nothing for me is a burden. Nothing is like, oh man, I have to do it. It doesn't feel like an obligation. It feels like like I'm giving back, like I'm using my talents, I'm using my gifts to pour back into other things through Black Women of Impact. You know, now being able to interact with these law students um, and also being involved in helping people purchase their first home. It's just, it's rewarding to me. So um, I love, I love what I do um, in each role that I play. And as far as like having a business with my husband, you know, it, it took us a while to kind of figure things out, kind of like, how do you separate like marital, like business from like business, business, right? Cause he's yeah. not, yes, he's my husband, but he's my business partner. And so mm-hmm. we have to come, you know, we come into this, into our business as business partners, not necessarily as just husband and wife. Yes, we're husband and wife, but we're also business partners. And so we have to approach things from a business perspective. And it took us a while to kind of just learn how to work together, like mm-hmm. what, like 
who bears what responsibility, what are your job duties, what are my job duties. Um, and, at, and I think at first we didn't, we didn't really understand how that worked. And we kind of had a long, long learn along the way. Um, it took some failures, it took some, you know, compromises, it took some conflict resolution, but I think we're at a good place where we kind of understand each other's roles and um, we're good as a team. And, mm-hmm. um, and I think it, it, it hasn't affected our marriage or, or our household negatively. So um, I'm grateful for that. That's awesome. So actually talking about business, let's talk more about it. Like what exactly is your business? Can you tell us a little bit about that? What motivated you to start it? Just yeah. want to hear a little bit more. So um, in 2000 and, uh, 2016, my husband and I um, became homeowners mm-hmm. and we really enjoyed the process of searching for a home and like actually finding the one and then going through the underwriting process and like getting approved for a home. We were actually in Rome when we got the email that everything had cleared and we were mm-hmm. like, so we were overseas and we were so happy we were coming back and we were going to move into our home, our first home That's together. Exciting. You know, we were, um, we were young and we were just, we just felt very accomplished and we really loved the process. And so one day, um, actually I learned in law school that once you become a licensed attorney in the state of Massachusetts, you can actually obtain, apply to obtain, to get your broker's license. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just, we, I, I knew about it, but it, it never really became relevant for me because like, I'm like, I'm not, I don't know when I'm, I'm going to be a homeowner or mm-hmm, real estate. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have an interest in it until I actually became a homeowner. And then, so I looked into it, I applied for, um, to get my license and then we just incorporated, um, our business. And so Anderson Realty Co LLC is essentially a real estate brokerage firm. Um, uh, you may have heard of like Keller Williams or Century 21. Mm-hmm. We are the same type of entity, but we operate on a smaller scale. You know, there are only a few of us as opposed to Keller Williams and, um, those other um, um, real estate brokerages that are kind of nationwide. Mm-hmm. Um, the goal is hopefully to get become nationwide. Right now, we're only licensed in Massachusetts and New York. Okay. Um, and basically, we do the same thing. We um, have agents that work under us, and we help people purchase homes. We help people sell homes. We help people and teach people how to invest in real estate. Um, and so, yeah, we just... That's awesome. And and we also flip homes. So we've okay. um, flipped a few homes before. Um, but yeah, we focus on um, just helping people who really never thought that they could become homeowners. Like a lot of our clients are just like, wow, I never knew that I could actually own a home. And I just, throughout the process, I love educating them. Like, you know, mm-hmm. this is, this is what this means. And this is what that means. I'm not just going to find you a home. I'm going to educate you along the process so that Maybe you'll buy another home or maybe you'll help somebody else buy a home and refer them to me. Mm. You know, it's awesome that you guys are doing this because actually for us during our home buying process, it was actually stressful and it was a lot to deal with. So I'm glad that you guys are doing this, especially for people in our community, just to learn about the whole process of home buying, home ownership, home buying, you know, so it's super, super important. So I'm glad that you're doing it. Um, And one thing I wanted to know, especially as a black woman, in this business has there been any struggles care to share about that yeah i to be honest i haven't experienced thankfully Mm -hmm. um i haven't experienced any type of um 
personally, I haven't experienced any type of prejudice or discrimination okay. um, when it comes to, you know, operating our business. There have been, I, I don't think on the basis of race, I would say more so on the basis of gender. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is a lot of, um, you know, investors, real, especially real estate investors, like the ones who build and construct and then flip and then sell, those are usually upper class, um, you know, Caucasian men. And sometimes they can be very aggressive with you and kind of demeaning um, in the way that they speak to you and communicate with you. They feel like they can kind of take advantage of you. And like, because real estate is all about negotiation, right? And that's kind of what I already do for a living. I'm an attorney. I negotiate. Um, That's just who I am. And so I think that's what makes me unique as a realtor, as a broker, is that I have already that type of um, experience. And so I combine that with, you know, my in my, in my position as a realtor. And so a lot of um, white men are intimidated by that. You know, what does she know? Or like, who does she think she is? And, mm-hmm. and I've had to put my foot down a lot, like to the point where my husband had to, had to step in at times. Mm-hmm. Um, more recently, you know, there was this one realtor who kind of um, you know, he, he, he claims that it was his client and, you know, he did all the legwork and then these clients came to me. I didn't reach out to them. They came to me and kind of said, Hey, can you help us with the process? And when I reached out to him and let him know, he was, he was like yelling at me and like, you know, talking down to me. And, and then he, and then my husband came on the phone and was just like, uh, uh-uh, like yeah. I've been listening this whole time. Like, no, you're not going to talk to her like that just because That's she's right. a female. And it's, it's sometimes it's, it's just sad that like, that's how it, like, you know, they feel like they can take advantage of you and kind of walk over you. But I, 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 my personality is to, you know, stand up for myself and to speak out and, um, you know, I'm audacious and I'm bold. And if you don't like it, you don't like it, but that's just who I am. Yes. I'm so glad that you're doing this and that you're sharing this because this is a testament to other people that may be watching, that may be interested, that may be doubting themselves. They need to go get it. Be confident. So I'm so happy that you're sharing this. So going back to your career in law, I wanted to know if you wouldn't mind just just giving us a short snippet kind of your time in law school also as a black woman how that has shaped your outlook when it comes to being a lawyer sure so um i attended new england law in 2012 and i graduated in 2015 Mm -hmm. and um i think i had mentioned this on another platform that we've um um you know, collaborated on mm-hmm. that I kind of always knew I wanted to be an attorney. So it was no surprise when I actually went to law school. Um, throughout law school, um, again, I didn't really experience any, I think, again, it, it was more, the discrimination was more so on the basis of, um, you know, my gender. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like in this field, this is a, law is a male, a white male dominated field. And I've experienced in the courtroom where, you know, the, the lawyer on the other side is either a middle-aged or old white man who has been doing this for 30 years. And here is this, you know, black, Young. what they would call little girl, you mm-hmm. know, like, who does she think she is? She hasn't been doing this as long as me. And I've even um, experienced it in the sense of, um, so I did medical malpractice straight out of law school. Well, mm-hmm. while, I, while I was in law school up until um, recently, which I, I switched my field, but um, I did medical pra- malpractice for about four, four to five years. 
And in that, in that field, you know, I'm constantly, because I'm a litigator, I'm constantly taking depositions of, um, you know, physicians, um, that includes anesthesiologists, surgeons, Mm -hmm. nurse practitioners, all types of medical providers, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's, it's sometimes it was intimidating to go to a deposition and them feel like they were schooling me kind of in a sense, like you didn't go to medical school. Like, what do you mm-hmm. know? And mm-hmm. sometimes I've had to, I've, I've not physically, but I verbally have, I, I had verbal encounters, like, you know, displeasant verbal encounters with, um, you know, those providers on record during depositions, because it was kind of that same kind of talking down to like, mm-hmm. um, you don't know what you're talking about to the point where I had to tell one attorney, one white male attorney, I said, you know what, let's put this deposition on hold. And I want you to go find me this law that you claim is mm-hmm. relevant in this deposition right now, because that is not the law. And he was mm-hmm. like, you don't know what you're talking about. You haven't been doing this as long as me. And I'm wow. like, sir, we can put this up. And it was so nasty. And it's just yeah. like, I, I'm I, what, one thing is I'm never afraid to admit when I'm wrong. So if I'm mm-hmm. wrong, I'm wrong. Let's put mm-hmm. this definition on hold and let's go figure it out. So I think it has to also do with my age, right? Mm-hmm. You know, here, like, I don't know, but I, you know, I've been told that I don't really look my, I don't look like a 30 year old. So sometimes I come in and they're like, oh, you know, she's probably only been doing this for a year or so. Yeah, and I'm, I don't think it's just like, I mean, I can go on and on about the things that, you know, white males have kind of said to me, and, you know, talked down to me and, mm-hmm. you know, are you, oh, what do you do here? Are you a paralegal? You know, they've never assumed that I was an attorney. Mm-hmm. Um, they never assumed that I know what I'm talking about um, until I open up my mouth, you know, and kind of, um, they hear the knowledge and they hear the wisdom. Um, not that I'm tooting my own horn, but like, mm-hmm. I know my stuff. And mm-hmm. so you're going to mess with the wrong one. Like, mm-hmm. don't come at me. You know, I will, um, show out and I will let you know that I'm, I'm as confident and as knowledgeable as you. Gotcha. Um, and, and maybe even more because, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. you know, I stay up, I, I do, I make sure I do my research. I make sure that I'm up to date with, you know, current laws and, um, in my field. And, um, so it's been, it's been interesting. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I'm certainly going to be in it for the long run and I'm not going to be scared out of my field or intimidated by it being a male dominated or a white dominated field. I think that there needs to be more of me, um, more females and more black females. Mm, that's right. So actually my uh, next question was going to be ever had a time in your career that you ever wanted to quit, but it sounds like probably not. <laughs> well, actually, um, recently, so I, like I had stated, I've been doing medical malpractice for a while and, um, you know, probably about a year and a half ago, I got to a point where, um, you know, my superiors, the firm that I did work for, they kind of, they were kind of giving me a hard time. You know, I just had had a, a Mari or I was pregnant with a Mari. And during that time, they kind of just made it um, difficult for me to want to go to work. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't happy. I was displeased with the way they would treat me knowing that I had such good work ethic. Like sometimes mm-hmm. I would come in, you know, maybe not, not a cop on the die. And it was just like, they were just blowing little things out of proportion. And I just had enough. Honestly, mm-hmm. I was just like, I don't know if I want to be a lawyer anymore. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I kind of had that moment. Like, what do I want to do? Like, do I want to be in a firm for the rest of my life? Like, mm-hmm. am I going to be able to have another child? Is it going to be like this everywhere I go? Mm-hmm. And so I kind of um, decided that I needed a change. And 
that firm was all I knew. Like I, I, I law clerked for them while I was in law school and I had worked for them for a few years after law school. So I didn't know any other, I didn't know any better kind of thing. I kind of just stayed where I was comfortable. And um, recently, like about earlier this year, I accepted a position with the um, AIG, which is, you know, the number one insurance company in the world. And mm-hmm. it's just a different, different um, arena. I'm, I'm happier. Um, I'm not being micromanaged. Um, I have great flexibility. I have great work-life balance. Um, I'm in a different field, so I'm learning um, a whole nother, you know, area of um, um, defense law. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I actually defend architects and engineers. So okay. it's a whole different, you know, arena. Um, so I love learning, um, which is good. So, you know, now I, I know medical malpractice. So now, you know, transitioning to this other field um, has been pretty rewarding and just mm-hmm. learning new things and um, meeting new people. That's good. That's so good. I, one thing I, I would say before I move on is I know all my colleagues listening are probably happy you're not in medical malpractice law anymore. Like, oh, no. When I found out, I was like, oh, no, you're the enemy. <laughs> For real, for real. I always tell them, I'm like, look, nothing against you. I have friends in the medical profession. Like, you know, I know really good doctors, but mm-hmm. there are just some really bad ones. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mistakes happen, but sometimes things are avoidable and mm-hmm. it is what it is. That's and why you have, you have to do what you, you do what you have to do. Right. Um, so, you know, just with just show, um, with sharing with everything, with how you're trying to balance marriagehood, motherhood, your careers, your businesses, it's just so amazing. And it's just inspiring me. Like, man, I feel like I need to be doing more, but- <laughs> No, I, please don't. <laughs> I just yeah. want to know, like, what is, in terms of advice, what would one, one thing be that you would tell your younger self? Hmm. I would tell my younger self that, it's going to be okay. Mm. I think that one thing that kind of, um, you know, what I, I want to say that I suffer from anxiety, but I always like, I get, I get overwhelmed by just the thought of the next step or like, what is this going to be? Like, what is this going to look like? Is everything going to be okay? Is everything going to work out? And sometimes you spend so much time consumed by like, you know, what direction should I go in or what, what else can I do? Like by so many other, so many things that turn out to be like, okay, nothing in comparison. Right. Mm -hmm. It's going to, it's going to be okay. It's going to work out. Whether that means like in your marriage, it's going to work out. whether it means you're struggling with, you know, um, trying to be a children, it's going to work out. Whether it means like, what's the next step in my career? Is it, is this it, you know, is, is there another platform? Is there more I can do? It's going to work out. Like, you know, as things come, like, that's why there are, and that's why I love the name of this, you know, um, endeavor of seasons of womanhood, because we go through seasons. We're never going to be in the same season each time. Just to think about where I was, you know, five years ago when I started my profession, I was a newlywed, like we got married in law school, married one year, no children, you know, no businesses, nothing at that time. And to just see that where God has brought us, you know, five, of course, I did nothing to deserve it. Mm-hmm. Um, but to just see God's grace and his favor on my life since then, it just reassures me that it's going to work out. And I wish I would have just no, like, obviously I don't have a crystal ball and I couldn't look into the future. Mm-hmm. Um, but I spent a lot of time. I spent a lot of nights. I spent a lot of days worrying, being anxious, 
for nothing. Mm -hmm. And um, that's why, uh, you know, I love the verse that says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything with prayer and supplication, make your requests known before God. And so easy to say it, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm living to practice it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously I have my days where I'm just like, oh my goodness, I get, I get overwhelmed again. But um, I just say one day at a time, it's, it's going to work out. And if I, and, and, you know, with my extensive to-do list, sometimes like, you know, if it doesn't get done, it, it will get done eventually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and sometimes I try to do everything at the same time. And, um, you know, sometimes I just have to give myself grace and not be so hard on myself for not getting everything done on my to-do list. It's just like, Shanice, you have a lot going on. You have a lot on your table. You have a lot of people who are depending on you um, internally and externally. And so you're doing good. And one day at a time and give yourself some grace, give yourself some mercy. Um, you do, you're doing a great job. And I just have to remind myself of that. That is awesome. And you know, what you're saying right now, that makes me think too, like it's great to plan, but it's okay to be flexible. Right. And, and, and what you said, grace was the perfect word, just giving yeah. yourself grace. And I think that's one thing that I wanted to showcase on this platform to other women that may be watching is that we all go through different seasons, different stages. You're doing the best you can, all, and that's all you can do, right? And so I'm just so happy that you took the time out to come share your story, tell us a little bit about your business and about how you're doing it. So I will be posting below your business tag, um, as well as um, your platforms in terms of Instagram so people can follow. So definitely, if you guys are watching this, please check out Anderson Realty in Massachusetts and New York, and we'll be going to other states soon. Yes. Georgia. (laughs) Yes. We're coming, Georgia. That's right. That's right. (laughs) So thank you so, so much for joining me. Thank you so much for supporting me. I'm so motivated by you. I'm inspired by you. And I'm very proud of you, honestly. Thank you. I'm very proud of you. (laughs) Well, I I know we're about to end, but I just want to quickly say, I think this is awesome. I think this is beautiful. I'm excited to see the fruits of this labor. Um, Just be persistent, um, be intentional. This is going to bless so many women. Mm -hmm. And I love the transparency of this, right? We're not here to put on a false facade Mm -hmm. of what Mm -hmm. womanhood is. Like we Mm -hmm. have our good days, we have our bad days, and we're all going to go through different seasons. And we're just here to encourage each other and equip each other. And I'm just grateful for um, this beautiful, um, you know, thing that you've started. And thank you for having me um, as your your guest. And I look forward to hearing and seeing and being involved in many more. Of course. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.